Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss and meet with people, businesses, and trades that have motivated and inspired us along the way of creating our own business, River Road Brewing and Hops. I'm your host, Nikki Andrew, the original River Road Blonde, and this is Down River Road. Thank you again for joining us on Down River Road. I'm here with a very, very special person to me and to my whole family. <laughs> my husband, Good David, day. or Red as everyone else knows him as. Um, well, I guess we should start by talking about the beer that we're drinking. One Lonely Scotch Night is a Scotch or a Scottish style of ale. So malty, caramely, a little sweeter in flavor, darker in color. Um, but the reason it's called One Lonely Scotch Night, David, take it away. Um, is a group of us in Bayfield, mostly firefighters. There's a dozen of us that have been or had a scotch tasting group for about 15 years now. Um, one Tuesday a month, every month for 15 years, we get together and sample scotches at somebody's house. It was our turn to host it at the brewery a few, three or four years ago when we first opened, um, when everybody showed up to enjoy our scotch night the guys asked if we could brew a beer while we were hosting <laughs> scotch night brilliant idea uh-huh <laughs> well, nikki and i had brewed two beers that day already two batches of beer and so keep in um, mind too this was when we were brewing on our smaller system so one batch of beer liter. would take a long time to brew yeah eight we hours had already been brewing hours. for like 10 hours yeah yeah Okay, so just that's just a little back note for you. So, so this was a recipe we had brewed many times before, but not commercially. So we got the recipe out and ground the grain and mashed in. And as soon as we mashed in, the boys and I headed up to the man cave to sample our scotches. And we effectively left my wife to brew the beer by herself. So she affectionately called the beer one lonely scotch night yes because the guys were maybe a few sheets to the wind i guess is the best way to describe it yeah. possibly maybe maybe one too many scotches in and then they all came stumbling down and it was like the realization had oh right we had started to brew beer and left me down there by myself brewing beer anyway it doesn't matter it has turned out to be a very it's popular a beer. selling beer <laughs> it's yeah. tasty it's delicious and uh, in the I, I think in the winter time we sell more in the winter than yeah, in the summer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a dark beer. Yeah. So just to kind of go back, we'll go way back to when we met. Uh huh. Where did we meet, David? In a bar. <laughs> of course, uh, a very popular bar at the time. It was Harry's, Harry's restaurant. Harry's in restaurant in Bayfield. Um, it was kind of when we were younger, much much younger. They, uh, we would start at this. This is going to sound horrible, but we did a little pub crawl on the weekends. It would start at the Albion, then we go to the Admiral, and then to Harry's, and then to Harry's, and we always ended up at Harry's. And that was kind of like the routine of everyone in Bayfield. Like I think everyone did that, right? It wasn't just us. <laughs> For the most part, For the most I think part. everyone did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just so happened that I had, I was living in Stratford at the time I had a house, I had 
bought a house in Stratford, so I was living in Stratford. Um, David was living in town um, to the house that we eventually moved in together in. And uh, I had gone there. It was a May 2-4 weekend with my friend Liz. And we had started the pub crawl a little bit later because we had been in Grand Bend. And by the time we got to Harry's, everyone was three sheets to the wind again. And uh, David was there. And it was love at first sight, wasn't it, darling? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the time, Harry's had a lot of bands. It was fun, yep. Somehow the band and you ended up on my front porch. Yeah. At three in the morning. And the rest is history. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of the backstory, anyway. The, um, you, before, right before we moved to the farm, and I think I talk about this in one of my previous podcasts, basically, we, you were working at the, a garage, you were a mechanic. Um, I was working in the financial industry. We decided that wasn't for us. And, uh, that's, that's history. That's when the bar, the brewery started. Yep. Yeah. So give me a little bit of the backstory because people want to know. Where, where, do you, where did you come from? What was your career? What, what, like what, all the stuff before you started your life with me because that's really where life begins is when you're with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's when, yeah. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> um, born in Toronto. Um, moved to Bayfield when I was under a year old. Um, went to school in Bayfield and... Brucefield till grade three and then my family moved to London so I did my schooling in London the second I was done what I thought was long enough of school which wasn't long enough but no, <laughs> I opened a machine shop and moved to Bayfield and bought a house in Bayfield and have been there ever since um, worked in robotics and building cars and trucks for 20 plus years um, and brewed beer for the last 15. Yeah, that's been kind of a career As choice. a hobby, but bounce back and forth from career to career through it all and seems the one thing that stayed consistent was beer. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Now that's what we do. So a bit about the robotics. I know people have asked, you know, when you're developing these systems and building brew systems, where that kind of comes into play. But I think all the different things that you've done through your life have basically made it so that we can function as a brewery without much outside support. For sure. Yeah. We can do all the repairs and design work in-house we can Is i like how you say we, we can i involve you in everything yeah. <laughs> i have nothing to do with it you hear me yell and yeah. scream and cuss when they're going wrong um so if you don't know david built our first second and third system and then the last system we purchased we because the tanks it was and we built all the process controls quite large yeah so um and that building brewing equipment is quite involving uh especially when it comes to the computer back like the computer portion of it making sure that everything's running at the right temperatures and it's, it's all computerized so i look at that and basically go blank and want to run away as fast as i can but you look at that and you see a challenge and you carry on with it what made you want to start brewing is a big question i get asked all the time because i 
enjoy beer a lot and 15 years ago i thought it would be cheaper to brew beer at home than it would be to buy beer what is it that you say all the time that was maybe the biggest lie i ever told my wife (laughs) because two million dollars into it the beer is very expensive now yeah yeah it is much cheaper to go to the store and buy beer i'm just telling you that right now um we get asked frequently or i do i'm sure you do too what it's like to work with your spouse ending the work day it doesn't end no we're side by side no matter what like i think about the business yeah, when you're sitting on the couch at night at midnight and you were like, oh, I just forgot to tell you that one this. thing. Yeah, and then it and then it escalates and then you're now it's two o'clock in the morning and you're still talking about the business. That is one of the challenges. But I think yeah. the benefit is because we're always there. We have that ability and we do work well together 90% yep. of the time. As long as you stay out of my stuff. Yeah. So David has his own shop at the brewery, which he does a lot of the um, mechanical side of things. And uh, usually on brew days, unless unless you ask me to now, I used to help when it was a smaller system. Yeah. But the bigger system is pretty self-sufficient. Can you yeah. explain a bit about the bigger system? Because I know people are always asking when they come in. It's a four-vessel back-to-back brew style system we can do we used to have a two vessel system so you did mash and laudering in one vessel and boil and whirlpooling in the other vessel Um, now each one of those steps is broke down into its own tank so three and a half four hours into a brew day your first thousand liters of beer comes off the system and then every hour and a half after that we can make a thousand liters of beer Mm -hmm. Um, and before the old system was the old system in a 120 hour work week we could do 1600 liters now we can do 7000 liters in 12 hours yeah it does it's it has made a huge it's a little different yeah huge different so uh david also designed our canning line which is really cool and it kind of started um from necessity yeah uh but what were we a like a, a glickman glickman beer guns yeah and, and basically what that is is a wand that you shoot the beer into the can or the bottle or whatever it was that we were using at the time um some of the trials and tribulations we've experienced i guess is when we there was a can shortage so we had to switch to bottles and um that basically means you have to get a new capper you have to figure out different ways of filling the bottle from the can um so we were filling about those with the the gun at the time two beer guns and a lot of help a lot of help (laughs) and a lot of drunken nights many drunk friends putting labels on bottles and filling bottles and we would uh we would start on in the morning yeah can for 16 hours to be open for nine hours and be out of beer yeah it was it was exhausting exhausting but we made it through yeah we survived that summer and or i guess that was two years wasn't it yeah two summers no we built we had the canning line automated by the second summer yeah so yes so explain a little bit about that oh this is a really cool thing we Uh have or you have developed a new company 
This is basically co-developed. The co- yeah, co-developed a new company. Not I had nothing to do with this, um, but it's kind of a stems from what we started. From exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Canadian Craft Solutions, um, building budget-minded keg washers and canning lines and the things we couldn't afford when we entered into the business. So it was really important for us to um, develop or for you guys to develop systems that were affordable for. Because that was one of the biggest challenges we found was that um, finding equipment that was affordable for somebody on a budget because we didn't have backers. We were doing things on our own um, that didn't put us so far into debt that we were not able to afford what we were doing. So Dave has been building stuff to get us through. Um, which if you watch our YouTube channel, Arbury Farm Life, you see bits and pieces of what you've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it started with the keg washer and now you're developing a canning line, which is huge. Yeah. These are things you should be proud of, darling. I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's not finished yet. (laughs) Okay. So, and everyone that I know loves to hear stories about the animals and I don't know if you can see in the background here, my girls david's girls and i think that david loves them more than he loves me not all the time not all the time (laughs) 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 um so they they're highland cows yeah purebred registered scottish highland cows and what kind of was the drive to buy those guys Um, girls sorry your girls friends and family in scotland and our trip to scotland stopping on the side of the road to jump fences and go see them <laughs> in scotland in scotland sorry farmer in scotland that we went and saw your highland cows because now i know how dangerous that actually was <laughs> um so from there we kind of we also got sheep yep and goats and now I, there's a couple horses at the farm david tell us how that much has you nothing love to horses. do with me <laughs> you love the horse that's your deal yeah <laughs> he hates horses and dogs. You love dogs. I love dogs. It's the cats you don't like. That's right. Yeah. We're learning. We're learning. Except for the working cats. Yeah. The ones that keep the mice off my grain. That's important. That's good. For yeah. sure. Um, what do you think's coming up in the future for us? Not for us, for the brewery. I'll talk to you about us afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, more growth. Growth that we had planned before COVID and during this last year um, and things are coming together so yeah keep pushing it and and you are um, you enjoy being a brewer I do it's a big cha- career change from being a mechanic yep yeah everybody's happy to see me now yeah somewhat somewhat maybe not your children at seven right. but um, what is like you, you don't find as many challenges there or are you finding that there's different challenges or what's the Probably same, different challenges, but lots of challenges. Awesome. <laughs> You're so talkative. I know. You knew this. <laughs> yeah. You invited me here. Um, so basically, David and I working together has, has been a challenge. You've got that from the conversation a little bit here and there, but we both do our own separate things. He works on the mechanical side of things. I work on the business running of things. The kind of the background of the business as far as like the finances and the 
paperwork and all the boring stuff that he hates to do, um, that I also hate to do, but it's, it has to get done, so I do it. Um, what do you, I know, and we ask, get asked all the time um, about expansion, um, about what's happening in the future as far as the farm is concerned, and whether or not our kids are going to take it over. Um, thoughts? Um, expansion on the farm and our tap room and stuff. Kids taking over. One says she is. Yeah. So Although you just told me she was maybe going to tear the brewery down and put a vet clinic yeah. in now. <laughs> Something. She's 12. And uh, she's always said to us that she's going to take over the brewery when she's older because she doesn't like the way that we run it. Because I won't put whole vanilla beans in, our in copious amounts in my beer yeah. because they're too much money right now in the world. So she's going to fire me and she's gonna fire put vanilla me. beans in the beer. I mean, she's got a plan. Yep. But now she's decided that she's going to take over the farm and the brewery's going to go to be gone. And she's going to have a vet clinic. Apparently. Yeah. But the boys have never really had any interest in... No. Mac no. wants to wrench on airplanes. Are you okay with that? Yeah, for yeah. sure. As long as I get an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Mac uh -huh. <laughs> better, better be doing good financially. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it. That covers most of what we do together. Um we uh we do miss traveling we we haven't done that in a long time david and i used to travel to the u.s quite frequently um to our craft, craft breweries right and we call that research and development yep um but of course we haven't been able to do that for quite some time so hopefully in the near future we can get back to doing that and we can talk a little bit more about the different craft breweries in the area um future podcasts I think it'll be fun. We're going to have a few brewers on here. Cool. That you have some. We'll teach them to make we'll good beer. We'll teach them to too. make good beer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Uh, no, we have some very good friends that are brewers in the area that are, have volunteered to come on our podcast for um, a little conversation with David and them, which Should could get fun. quite heated and fun. Tackling. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching, guys. I appreciate all your support um, and watching and listening, I guess. And thanks for, sure. for joining, David. No problem. I really appreciate Anytime. it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nikki. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.